Come have a seat in the Skald Circle and hear the tale of the Voyage of Bran, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our tale, did you know that we release new stories for free every week on Wednesdays? Be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out when we release free bonus stories other days of the week. Never forget, visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all our current happenings. And also to visit our story archive, sorted by origin and region. Now then, this begins the tale of the voyage of Bran. Twas fifty quatrains the woman from unknown land sang on the floor of the house to Bran, son of Fable. When the royal house was full of kings, who knew not whence the woman had come, since the ramparts were closed. This is the beginning of the story. One day, in the neighborhood of his stronghold, Bran went about alone. When he heard music behind him, as often as he looked back, t'was still behind him the music was. At last he fell asleep at the music, such was its sweetness. When he awoke from his sleep, he saw close by him a branch of silver with white blossoms, nor was it easy to distinguish its bloom from that branch. Then Bran took the branch in his hand to his royal house. When the hosts were in the royal house, they saw a woman in strange raiment on the floor of the house. T'was then she sang the fifty quatrains to Bran, while the host heard her and all beheld the woman. And she said, A branch of the apple tree of Amain, I bring like those one knows. Twigs of white silver are on it, crystal brows with blossoms. There is a distant isle, around which seahorses glisten. A fair course against the white swelling surge, four feet uphold it. A delight of the eyes, a glorious range, is the plain on which the hosts hold games. Coracle contends against chariot in southern Magfindargan. Feet of white bronze under it, glittering through beautiful ages, lovely land through the world's age, on which the many blossoms drop. An ancient tree there is with blossoms on which birds call to the hours. Tis in harmony it is their wont, to call together every hour. Splendors of every color glisten throughout the gentle-voiced plains. Joy is known, ranked around music in southern Magargatnel. Unknown is wailing or treachery in the familiar cultivated land. There is nothing rough or harsh but sweet music striking on the air. Without grief, without sorrow, without death without any sickness, without debility. That is the sign of a main. Uncommon is an equal marvel. A beauty of wondrous land, whose aspects are lovely, whose view is a fair country. Incomparable is its haze. Then if Erktha is seen, on which dragon stones and crystals drop, the sea washes the waves against the land. Hair of crystal drops from its name. Wealth, treasures of every hue, are in Kuhn. A beauty of freshness, listening to the sweet music, drinking the best of wine. Golden chariots and Magrain, rising with the tide to the sun. Chariots of silver and Magmon, and bronze without blemish. Yellow golden steeds are on the sward there. Other steeds with crimson hue, others with wool on their backs, of the hue of heaven all blue. At sunrise there will come a fair man, Illumining level lands, he rides upon fair sea-washed plain. He stirs the ocean till it is blood. A host will come across the clear sea, to the land they sow their rowing. Then they row to the conspicuous stone, from which arise a hundred strains. It sings a strain unto the host. 
through long ages it is not sad. In music swells with choruses of hundreds, they look for neither decay nor death. Many shaped emni by the sea, whether it be near, whether it be far, on which many thousands of motley women, which the clear sea encircles. If he has heard the voice of the music, chorus of little birds of Imchin, a small band of women will come from a height to the plain of sport in which he is. There will come happiness with health to the land which laughter peals. Into Imchin at every season will come everlasting joy. It is a day of lasting weather that showers silver on the lands, a pure white cliff on the range of the sea from which the sun receives its heat. The hosts race along Magmon, a beautiful game not feeble. In the variegated land over the mass of beauty, they look for neither decay nor death. Listening to the music at night, going into Ildatha, a variegated land, splendor on a diadem of beauty, whence the white clouds glisten. There are thrice fifty distant isles in the ocean to the west of us, larger than Erin twice, is each of them or thrice. A great birth will come after ages that will not be in a lofty place. The son of a woman whose mate will not be known. He will seize the rule of many thousands. A rule without beginning, without end. He has created the world so that it is perfect. Whose are earth and sea. Woe to him that shall be under his unwill. Tis he that made the heavens. Happy he that has a white heart. He will purify the hosts under pure water. Tis he that will heal your sickness. Not to all of you is my speech, though, his great marvel has been made known. Let Bran hear from the crowd of the world what of wisdom has been told to him. Do not fall on the bed of sloth. Let not thy intoxication overcome thee. Begin a voyage across the clear sea. If perchance thou mayest reach the land of women, thereupon the women from them, while they know not whether she went, and she took her branch with her. The branch sprang from Bran's hand into the hand of the woman, nor was there strength in Bran's hand to hold the branch. Then on the morrow Bran went upon the sea, the number of his men was three companies of nine. One of his foster brothers and mates was sent over each of the three companies of nine. When he had been at sea two days and two nights, he saw a man in a chariot coming towards him over the sea. That man also sang thirty other quatrains to him, and made himself known to him and said that he was Mananan, son of Lear, and said that it was upon him to go to Ireland after long ages, and that a son would be born to him. Even Morgan, son of Heikna, that was the name which would be upon him. So he sang those thirty quatrains to him. Bran deems it a marvellous beauty in his coracle across the clear sea, while to me in my chariots from afar it is a flowery plain on which he rides about. What is a clear sea? for the proud skiff in which Bran is. That is a happy plain with a profusion of flowers, to me from the chariot of two wheels. Bran sees the number of waves beating across the clear sea. I see myself in Magmon, red-headed flowers without fault. Seahorses glisten in the summer, as far as Bran has stretched his glance. Rivers pour forth a stream of honey in the land of Mananan, son of Lear. The sheen of the main on which thou art, the white hue of the sea on which thou rowest about, yellow and azure, are spread out. It is land and is not rough. Speckled salmon leap from the womb of the white sea on which thou lookest. They are calves, they are colored lambs, with friendliness without mutual slaughter. 
Though one chariot rider is seen in Magmel of many flowers, there are many steeds on its surface, though them thou seest not. The size of the plain, the number of the host, colors glisten with pure glory. A fair stream of silver, cloths of gold, afford a welcome with all abundance. A beautiful game, most delightful. They play at the luxurious wine. Men and gentlewomen under a bush, without sin, without crime. Along the top of a wood has swum, thy coracle cross ridges. There is a wood of beautiful fruit, under the prow of thy little skiff. A wood with blossom and fruit, on which the vine's veritable fragrance, a wood without defect, on which the leaves are of golden hue. We are from the beginning of creation without age, without consummation of earth. Hence we expect not that there should be frailty. The sin has not come to us. An evil day when the serpent went to the father of his city. She perverted the times in this world, so that there came decay which was not original. By greed and lust he has slain us, through which he has ruined his noble race. The withered body has gone to the fold of torment and everlasting abodes of torture. It is the law of pride in the world to believe in the creatures to forget God, overthrow by disease and old age, destruction of the soul through deception. A noble salvation will come from the king who has created us. A white law will come over the seas. Besides being God, he will be man. To shape he on whom thou lookest will come to thy parts. Tis mine to journey to our house, to the woman of Lainmag. For it is Manan and son of Lear, from the chariot in the shape of a man. Of his progeny will be a very short while, a fair man in a body of white clay. Manan and the descendant of Lear will be a vigorous bedfellow to Cain Tergen. He shall be called to his son in the beautiful world, and Feichner will acknowledge him as his son. He will delight in the company of every fairy knoll. He will be the darling of every goodly land. He will know secrets a course of wisdom, in a world without being feared. He will be in the shape of every beast, both in the azure sea and on land. He will be a dragon before hosts at the onset. He will be a wolf of every great forest. He will be a stag with horns of silver in a land where chariots are driven. He will be a speckled salmon in a full pool. He will be a seal. He will be a fair white swan. He will be throughout long ages, a hundred years in fair kingship. He will cut down battalions, a lasting grave. He will redden fields, a wheel around the track. It will be about kings with a champion, that he will be known as a valiant hero, into the stronghold of a land on height. I shall send an appropriate end from Islay. High shall I place him with princes. He will be overcome by a son of error, Manan and son of Lear, will be his father, his tutor. His time will be short, fifty years in this world. A dragon stone from the sea will kill him in the fight by Saint Labor. He will drink from Loch Lowe. While he looks at the stream of blood, the white host will take him under a wheel of clouds to the gathering where there is no sorrow. Steadily then Bran lent row. Not far to the land of the woman, Emain with many hues of hospitality, thou wilt reach before the setting of the sun. Thereupon Bran went from him, and he saw an island. He rose round it, and a large host was gaping and laughing. They were all looking at Bran and his people, but would not stay to converse with him. They continued to give forth gusts of laughter at them. Bran sent one of his people on the island. He ranged himself with the others and was gaping at them like the other men of the island. 
he kept rowing round about the island. When his men came past Bran, his comrades would address him, but he would not converse with them. He would only look at them and gape at them. The name of this island is the Island of Joy. Thereupon they left him there. It was not long thereafter when they reached the land of women. They saw the leader of the women at the port, said the chief of the women, Come hither on, and O Bran, son of Fable, welcome is thy advent. Bran did not venture to go on to shore. The woman throws a ball of thread to Bran straight over his face. Bran put his hand in the ball, which clave to his palm. The thread of the ball was in the woman's hand, and she pulled the coracle towards the port. Thereupon they went into a large house, in which was a bed for every couple, even thrice nine beds. The food that was put on every dish vanished not from them. It seemed a year to them that they were there. It chanced to be many years. No savour was wanting to them. Homesickness seized one of them. Even Nechthan, son of Colbran, his kindred kept praying Bran that he should go to Ireland with them. The women said to them their going would make them rue. However, they went, and the woman said that none of them should touch the land, and that they should visit and take with them the man whom they had left in the island of joy. Then they went until they arrived at the gathering of Srubrain. The man asked of them who it was came over the sea, said Bran, I am Bran, son of Fable, saith he. However, the other saith, We do not know such a one, though the voyage of Bran is in our ancient stories. Then Nechthan leaps from them out of the coracle. As soon as he touched the earth of Ireland, forthwith he was a heap of ashes, as though he had been the earth for many hundred years. Twas then Bran sang his quatrain. For Colbrin's son great was the folly to lift his hand against age, without any one casting a wave of pure water over Nechthan, Colbrin's son. Thereupon to the people of the gathering, Bran told of all his wanderings from the beginning until that time, and he wrote these quatrains in all, and bade them farewell. And from that hour his wanderings are not known. And that is the tale of the voyage of Bran. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, please take a look at our Patreon page to learn how you can earn great awards while also supporting us. We appreciate even the smallest of contributions, as they allow us to continue to release new stories every week for free on Wednesdays, and also provide bonus stories for your listening pleasure. Visit us at thescaldcircle.com to view our story archive, sorted by origin and region, and to stay up to date with all of our developments. Once again, thank you for listening to our story.